welcome to the Florida Travel Podcast, episode 98 about Sebring. The Florida Travel Podcast is a podcast to help Florida residents and visitors get more out of the Sunshine State. I'm Christina. And I'm Tanya. This week's episode is sponsored by you. If you want to sponsor the Florida Travel Pod, reach out to us by email at hello at floridatravelpod.com to learn how your business can be featured in this spot. We'll write the ad copy for you or work with you to customize your ad copy for our audience. Email us hello at floridatravelpod.com to get started. Okay, before we talk about Sebring, Christina, I want to talk about our Florida tip of the week. Did you know that you can save episodes of podcasts? Um, I thought so. Like, can't you just like favorite them or something? You can. I mean, it depends on your podcast player, but you can save episodes. So, for example, say we talked about, I don't know, something 300 episodes ago. No, not that far. We're only 98 in. Three. I mean, we will someday. It feels, it feels that long sometimes. Thanks. But as you're searching for podcasts and maybe you don't have time to listen to it all or you need to go back and listen to it again, you can save episodes of podcasts. And I thought that's a really great way to just and I'm not just talking about our podcast of course we want you to save our podcast but I'm also talking about the fact that you might have something else that you've listened to that you want to save and go back to and every once in a while I do I save podcast episodes to go back to and listen to again and while you're dreaming of all the travel because of the podcast episodes that you're Aww. going to take on don't forget your sunscreen all right I needed my sunscreen in Sebring Listen, and we are in that time of the year right now. You could be outside for one hour and look like a lobster. (laughs) Well, as we're recording it, this, it is May. I visited Sebring in April and yes, it was warm. I know this. Oh yeah. And this episode airs in August, August, which is the hottest month of the year. Yes. Except for July and June and probably (laughs) 70% of the year, but you know, hey. Christina, had you heard of Sebring before I told you I was going there? Yes, I actually went there myself. Oh, you have been there. I oh, have that's been. that's fantastic. Yes. Because uh, there are questions in here I was going to ask if you had been to those places. I only was there to stay at a resort. Oh. Can't what? remember the name of it, but it was a historic place. I wonder if it's where I stayed, and I'll talk about that later. But Sebring is this beautiful city. It's in Highlands County, Florida. So Sebring kind of encompasses Sebring, Lake Placid, and Avon Park. It's really kind of close to everything. It's about, it it took me less than two hours to get there from Central Florida. It's about 95 miles south of Orlando, about 160 miles northwest of Miami. I had another uh, travel blogger with me. I think she was about two and a half hours, super close to Tampa as well. It just feels like they really feel like they are Central Florida. And of course, you know, we had that conversation. I'm like, no, I live in central Florida. (laughs) They're kind of south central Florida. So what are they known for? And this is what I was going to ask you, Christina. Had you been to Sebring International Raceway? I think I've only passed it. Okay. But I I have seen it for sure. I feel like this is a place that you and your husband might have checked out at one time just because of the racing that you can do there. It is known for their their 12 <gasps> hours of Sebring endurance race. You know what? I think I have been here. <laughs> Amazing what you do. What happens when you click on something? We right? did an event there. Yep. We uh, were yeah. there. See, you, were, you did an event there. So they have it's called the Sebring 12. It's 12 hours of endurance racing. And this is different than NASCAR because they are using basically like 
premium sports car type of vehicle. So this is things that you could buy. You're probably not buying the level that they're using to race, but it is one of the most prestigious endurance races in the world. So a lot of people know about this race and this racetrack. And as they like to tell you, they don't just turn left. They turn (laughs) left and right on this racetrack. (laughs) So you had been there for an event. Do you remember what the event was? Yeah, we were actually doing the event. Okay, so what we, were you doing? We were doing some stunt driving on their tracks, and yeah, it's a really cool place. And we, it's a, it's so weird where it is located. It's it just, feels like it's in the middle yeah, of nowhere. You're just driving right? around, and all of a sudden, boom! There's a track. I absolutely remember it now. As soon as you said it, I'm like, I feel like I've passed it. No, I actually drove on their track. And yeah, because they do have, yes, they have the 12 hour race, but they have other races throughout the year. And while we were there, basically people who own fancy cars were there to race them on the track. They, they, you know, different car clubs rent out the track for a day so that they can go zoom around the track as they please. So it looks like this year the event was in March. Every year the 12 hours is in March. Yes. Very cool. Um, But yeah, it's it's iconic and it's a must see for any motorsports fan. Cool. Okay, the reason I went and the reason I was super excited to go is that Sebring has a soda festival. That's weird. Why is it weird? A soda festival. I mean, I like beer festival, I get soda festival. <laughs> well, this is more family friendly <laughs> no, than a true. beer festival. So this is, I think it's a unique event. They This takes place the first weekend of April every year. And their soda festival, it has over 200 craft sodas from around the world. What's really great is that you buy a sample card. And so you get like tiny little Dixie cups. I mean, I figure it's good for two swallows. So you could even share that with one of your family members. But they're they're small cups that you get a sample of the soda. You can get a sampling card. You can get like 48 samples for 25 bucks. Oh, wow. You could do 24 samples for $15. So what kinds of things did you sample? Um everything literally from around the world i had different types of root beer different exotic flavors there were like a coffee soda which i didn't care for but a lot of people raved about there was chocolate soda that i did like coconut soda strawberry um like i said root beers from everywhere these are like old classic brands that some people remember from their childhood i you know dad's root beer had several different flavors not just dad's root beer but there was also oso soda so they had like oso grape and oso orange those were some of my favorites there were different butterscotch flavors so like you can buy that butterscotch beer at Publix, mm-hmm. like it's supposed to be like a butter beer soda. Yeah. I tried other flavors of butterscotch soda that were delicious. I mean, there's 200 different flavors and your classic Cokes and Pepsis and Mountain Dews and that sort as well. But it was it was a lot of fun. It's just all things soda. And I think for and it's a festival. I mean, festivals are always fun. Right. And I think for 25 bucks to sample as many different flavors as you could. Mm-hmm. Like I stayed away from the ones that I knew, like the Cokes and the Pepsis and that. I tried some I tried to have something different mm-hmm. all of all along. And then I went in around and it's so their soda festival is in downtown Sebring. Downtown Sebring is in a circle. So they have basically this circle and the shops are on the different spokes out from there as well as in the circle. So you've got the festival grounds that go basically around the circle. There's live music, there's food trucks and 
there is the Sebring Soda Shop, which carries all, all of those the flavors. Things. Oh, that's great. Yeah. Oh, even one of them I tried was from Abita. Abita is a brewery in Louisiana. That makes soda? They made some soda. They made like king cake soda. Yeah. So good. That's really cool. And also just because it's a festival and you get to see everything that's there. And, you know, I think that what you said, the circle with the spokes, I remember that now, too, about when I stayed there, not from when I went to the track, but from when I actually stayed there. Yeah, it was it was a lot of fun. I went back the second day. I was very excited about the soda festival and I was excited to then I went into the Sebring soda shop and bought all my favorites to bring home to my family. Now, you you made a reel about this on Instagram, so you can go on our Instagram. Instagram and check out the reel and see what the soda festival was all about. So while you're in downtown Sebring, even if you're not there for the soda festival, you can stop at the Sebring soda shop or any one of the other businesses. They also have a historic uh, theater in the center of town. What I liked about downtown Sebring is we got a tour from the, um, it's not the city council it's it's an independently run business that helps other businesses grow in their downtown area so essentially they buy a building and rent it out to a unique business in the area this is helping preserve some of their old buildings it's helping um, these new businesses thrive because eventually after five years in operation as a business they then can own the place where they are so they may rent for five years but then that establishes them and as part of the downtown community, but they're really driven to find, you're not going to have two Cuban bakeries side by side. You're not going to have two breweries side by side. You're going to have a variety, which makes downtown Sebring kind of a fun place to visit because there is new businesses going in and they're updating it. They're really making the effort to make this a unique and charming downtown. Which it is, if I remember correctly. (laughs) (laughs) It is. And there is going to be a hotel that's going to be open downtown soon. We got a, we got a sneak peek of that hotel. Hopefully they're, they were shooting for July. So maybe they're open by the time this airs and underneath that hotel, there's going to be an Irish pub. Of course. Okay, so Highlands Hammock State Park is also in the Sebring area. This is a 9,000-acre park. It is one of the oldest and largest state parks in Florida. I can't remember if we've talked about no, Highlands Hammock before. Think, no. Probably because it is right there in the middle of the state. It's really a unique opportunity to explore the natural beauty of Sebring. It's you know a short drive if you're like there for the raceway. The park is named for its unique feature, a large stand of old growth hammock forest that covers over a thousand acres of the park. Excuse me. The forest is one of the few remaining examples of this type of ecosystem in the state, and it provides an important habitat for a wide variety of plant and animal species. I guarantee you, you will probably see alligators in the water because we did. I mean, I can't think of a state park that doesn't have alligators in the water, though. So that's true. There's a body of water in Florida. There's There's an alligator. There's an alligator, but it's easy to see them from a safe distance on the um, trails. We did. We got a tour with one of the guys there you can probably get tours on your own or just ask any one of the state park guides to explain different ecosystems that are in the park and she even explained as we were walking from one level to another just how you could feel the 
change in temperature. And I think we'd only walked like 60 feet. So it was interesting. There's several hiking trails. You can uh, rent bikes. There's campgrounds there. The popular thing is the Cypress Swamp Catwalk. It's a popular attraction. It's an elevated wooden boardwalk. And it is just slightly elevated over the water. It's one of the original um one of the original catwalks, boardwalks that was built by the Civilian Corps of Conservation. So, there. so are you walking along the boardwalk and the alligators are? They could be jumping I mean, underneath you. Jumping underneath us. <laughs> it's like they alligator. Care less about like you, gator really. land, and they hang the, the chicken out over the water. God, no, don't feed the alligators. <laughs> but it's really a beautiful and unique perspective. Uh, there's also, um, I didn't include this in our show notes, but there's also a museum on the property which goes through kind of the history of the state parks of Florida and the Civilian Corps, the Civilian Civil Corps of Conservation, the Civil Conservation Corps of America. Oh my goodness, it's a triple C. That's all I can remember. <laughs> There's three C's in there. It's there's core, there's civilian, there's conservation. It's really kind of a ni- neat little museum. Civil now. Conservation Corps. Thank you. <laughs> okay, I always get this name. I have a hard time pronouncing this name, but I'm telling you, the locals can pronounce it like that. It's Lake Istakpoga. Istakpoga. <laughs> They rattle it off so fast. (laughs) Oh, my goodness. It's the fifth largest lake in Florida. So if you are, if you like fishing, this is one of the best places to fish. It's like 27,000 acre lake. Um, Definitely a place to go um, visit for fishing, for hiking. You can hike there around several areas of the state. Many fishing tournaments take place there every year. You can bring your own boat. You can rent boats. Um, and Have you then, ever been on a lake that was in the middle Istapoga. of a fishing tournament? You're still trying to say Lake Estapoga. <laughs> yeah, Lake Estapoga. No, I haven't, actually. I'm assuming you probably have. I have. It's really cool. Like, uh, okay, so I saw them on Lake Mineola here, but I've seen them in other lakes before. And there's this point at the end of the day when the competition is over, and all of a sudden you're like, why are all these boats rushing back? <laughs> and they're all like flying through the lake because they have to get back at a certain time. and So that they can get weighed So that they can measured. get weighed and measured, yeah. Nice. <laughs> well, it's definitely a popular place. I was surprised at how big it was and that it is the fifth largest lake in Florida. We went on an airboat ride, of course. Oh, yeah. Through the lake through some of the grasslands and i uh well i'll have to go back and, and link to that because the the airboat that we went on i feel like was one of the most authentic airboat tours that i had been on why i think it was just how he traveled in the type of airboat and i don't know he was just really really good it was airboat wildlife adventure and they so he was through. a true swamp man he was i mean he'd been doing that you know and, but he'd also tell you he's like yeah people ask me plant names all the time and Sometimes I know them and sometimes I don't. And sometimes, thank goodness for Google, I can look He's them up. He's more on like my phone. The, the geography and, and yes. the location rather than but the species. We saw dozens of birds, including spoonbills. We even saw some baby alligators. But it really was just how he took us over the, the grass part of the water too Mm -hmm. i think that was also it i think a lot of people even though they're on an airboat and you can go over those i think a lot of them avoid it when you're taking out a tour he did not and he even brought us up on solid ground 
we went up on a hill of sand in Can the middle you get of, off of that. <laughs> we yeah, he did. So weird. Yeah, I, would, I, mean, I mean, even in an airboat, you would think you can. You know, if you get a, a running start fast enough. He's like, I'm going to give you guys the the spring break tour. <laughs> he took us up on this hill. And it was, I mean, also the views that we could get from the hill were mm-hmm. astounding. So it was just, it was peaceful, but also thrilling. I, I just, I really enjoyed the the airboat tour that we took through there. I think it was one of the best ones I've took, I've taken before. Nice. Okay, let's talk a little bit about Lake Placid. Have you been to Lake Placid? Yes. And what have you done there? I have no idea. Okay. <laughs> Lake Placid, you've brought up Lake Placid before because they have the Caladium Festival. Yes. So I think that But I happens. had not been to that festival. Though. No, I hadn't either. And it wasn't going on when I was there. But they're near, they're near to Sebring and they're part of the um, Highlands County. They're known as the City of Murals. We're discovering a lot of cities with murals these days. They have over 50. Wow. I mean, when they take that claim for that title, if anyone else has over 50 then they're gonna have to give up that title but there are at least 50 different murals by local artists all throughout lake placid i probably saw maybe two dozen uh literally just around every corner that you walk and this is a quaint little downtown they have this adorable little downtown square where they show movies when the weather is cooler like even their mural is painted to look like a movie stage with the red curtains and everything around it so that they can project movie, movies onto this mural. Um, and it was, but yeah, there's, there's no way there's a, I mean, you can go see them all, but I was on foot. So there's not even, we didn't go, we didn't have that much time where I could see all of them, but there's so many. Just, well, yeah, because it's not like you're just all looking in the same place. You have to walk around. Right, exactly. And you can pick up a guide. They do have the murals of Lake Placid guide for $4. Or you can kind of map out your own route by looking at their map online. Um, but I thought it was, you know, a charming little town. They have a unique shopping experience. You want trendy boutiques. They had a lot of like little antique stores and some of those boutique stores that have a little bit of clothing, a little bit of housewares, a little bit of decor type items. And there's also a brewery and they also have a soda shop, which is owned and run by the same people who own the Sebring soda shop. Oh, cool. So if you don't make it to Sebring downtown and you're only in Lake Placid, check out the Lake Placid soda shop as well. Okay, Avon Park is another small town in Highlands County, and they're known for Maxwell Groves County Store. Country. Country store. That too. (laughs) (laughs) It's in the county. It's in the country. I've never driven through so many miles of orange groves to get to a place before. And even though I live in Central Florida and we have lots of orange groves, I really felt like I was out in the middle of nowhere uh, in just miles and miles of groves all around. And then you come upon this little country store. But I love a good country store. Oh, you would love this one. And of course, because they are specifically for the orange groves, they you can buy your own orange juice, you can buy your own citrus, you can buy every citrus product that you can think of, you know, like marmalades and all, all types of jellies. They're known for their ice cream. So they have soft serve ice cream that is an orange flavor. I highly recommend you get it like in a swirl with the vanilla. It's kind of like an orange creamsicle. It was delicious. 
Nice. And yeah, and your photos too, just for taking, you know, going into the country store and checking out the different stuff that they have. Tanya, I know you love to read. I do love to read. In fact, I try to set a reading goal every year. So on our website, we have something called Bookshop. I love Bookshop because then I can curate all of the books I'm reading and share with all of our listeners. We make lists and we put them all in there under categories because Bookshop is basically an Amazon for small businesses, small small bookshops, and for independent bookshop owners. I do. I love that. And if you don't even choose a bookstore, proceeds are divided among hundreds of bookstores across the country. Yeah, it's a fantastic way to support your own specific bookstore in your area. Or if you don't choose a bookstore, it will choose a small bookstore for you. Absolutely. And we mention books all the time on this podcast. So if you visit floridatravelpod.com slash bookshop, you'll see all the lists that we've curated. Christina, how do you go about making all your campground reservations? Well, I used to have to go and like search a location and campgrounds in this area and sort of filter through and go campground to campground. But that sounds really time consuming. It wasn't. It was it was like you have to go place to place. So it's website to website. And then I found I found Camp Spot. Oh, Camp Spot. I love Camp Spot. Yeah, Camp Spot basically filters everything out that you want in a campground and gives you all of your options right there. It's kind of like a booking engine just for campgrounds, right? Right, exactly. They communicate directly with the campground. There's no need to call. I imagine you had to call campgrounds too. A lot of a lot of them do. They don't they don't offer you anything online. So in this place, you can pick the place. It's an instant book. And And they guarantee you're always going to get the best price. Yeah, it filters everything out for you, and it also finds you the best price. Plus, you can find campgrounds that are big, small, RV parks, glamping, and more. You can visit floridatravelpod.com slash campspot to learn our favorite locations. Sebring area also is kind of known for their golf in that area. So if you like to be outdoors, this is kind of a good place to go because you that can go not fishing. what I would have thought. <laughs> I know, you can go fishing, you can go hiking, you can go um you can go racing outside. <laughs> but they also have um, they kind of have a golf tour as well and I am as I'm saying this, I'm looking for my information on there. There's like eight or so different golf trips. There we go. It's the Citrus Golf Trail. So there's 10 different golf courses, each offering its own unique challenges and views, whether you're a seasoned pro or just starting out. But there's obviously, with the hotel that we were at, there was obviously a golf event going on while we were there. Um, Every course is your typical 18 holes, and there's some that are low as $25. Um, I have to look it up. Istakpoga. Ooh, I got it. Istakpoga. Istakpoga. Takpoga. I'm looking it up because I want to know how to say it. Hold on. Okay. Uh, pronunciation. It'll give me the sound, right? Um, Istapoga. Oh, it doesn't give me the sound, but it gives it written out. Istapo. It. You don't. You say the K. Istapoga. Istapoga. There's no K. Probably yeah. why I was getting confused. Istapoga. So yeah, you can go golfing, you can go fishing, you can go paddleboarding, you can go biking. It's really kind of a really cool, unique outdoor adventure area it mixed in with some good, you know, good Florida Southern food. I was just about and, to say, good old fashioned down home Florida food. Yes. <laughs> so there's a lot of great places to eat there as well. So where I stayed was the Inn on the Lakes. 
Is that where you... I think that is it. Yeah, it is a beautiful Mediterranean style hotel and it is it does overlook the lakes. It's a hundred rooms. It's very quaint. The rooms were super, super comfortable. Uh, they have an outdoor pool that overlooks the lake. I really liked just kind of the living and dining area in the room that I was in. Was that the one that you said that you would you get into the room and this is the kind of room that you don't want to leave? Oh, no, but yes. Oh, okay. It's not the one that I was talking talking about but, but yes, it is one yeah. same kind of same kind of thing because look this is this is the type of room that i had it had this little dinette center uh, a cooler a microwave you know places to for your dishes um your it's like a home it it's was like a little it mini apartment very homey um and then they also do they do free breakfast but they deliver it to your room mm. so you go down and choose the night before what it is you want and you have two options and it's usually like a breakfast sandwich or something like a yogurt parfait but they started doing that during the pandemic to to deliver the breakfast to the room and i guess it just took off and people loved it so and when you have this nice little dining area yeah, because you don't have to get you, you can sit in your pajamas you don't have room. to leave your room exactly nice. so Christina, are you going to go back to Sebring with me for the soda festival? I, that soda festival actually does sound fun. It's a little weird at first, but <laughs> I get it. I get I it. I do. I mean, it's fun. It's craft soda. Yeah, that's really cool. I think I think the soda festival will be a, a good a good one, but also the Istapoga. <laughs> we got to go there because I want to, and I also want to walk on the um, at Lake Placid. The is that the one? No, the the state park. Highland Hammocks. Yeah, yeah. The, the, um, the catwalk. Catwalk. Yeah. I mean, it's not a catwalk in that it's ter- you know it's high, high above. High. It's just I'm going to bring some chicken. Oh. <laughs> Do not feed the wildlife. <laughs> That's right. Sorry, it's do not feed the wildlife. Right. Do not feed the wildlife. Yeah, I would go back to Maxwell Groves for some ice cream. I would make that drive because it was that good. And I definitely want to check out more of Lake Placid because it was just a charming little town. I didn't feel like I got in. I feel like I could spend some more time there. And same with I could go camping. We could go camping at go Highland camping Hammock. at Highland Hammock. Yeah, That's- I think because we need to explore it even more. Mm hmm. All right, it's time for our featured Florida product of the week. And each week we share our favorite Florida products from small businesses throughout the state. And this one this week is Everglades Seasoning. And this is also made in the Sebring area. And I got to tour the Everglades Seasoning Factory. You can actually go into, they have a little shop where you can buy all your Everglades Seasoning um, memorabilia, hats, t-shirts, everything. They are... Um, like that all purpose seasoning, but they have different, they also have different flavors. They also have, um, you know, where you can use it on meat, vegetables, popcorn, alligator bites, alligator bites. Yeah, that's a good call too. Um, I really enjoyed their seasoning and they've, they've got that classic old look to them as well. It's good old Florida Everglades. They originated in Florida. They're known for their unique blends of herbs and spices, and they were created by Bill Gerstmann in the 1940s who wanted to develop a spice blend that would complement flavors of the fish that he caught in the Everglades. And so you can check them out at evergladeseasonings.com. Where are we going next week? 
We'll have to wait. Oh, we're going to have to wait. That's right. Okay. <laughs> Stay tuned to find out where we're going next week. <laughs> As I mentioned, Tanya made a reel about this soda festival on Instagram. You need to make sure you are following us on our socials so that you can see all the places that we're going, the videos, the great information that we can gather just from experiencing it ourselves. Also, check us out um, at floridatravelpod.com. That's where we have our show notes and all the links for the things that we have in our episodes. If you've experienced something that we have, haven't talked about or you want to share something you know that that you experience in one of our locations or even if you have an idea of, of a episode you'd like for us to do please email us at hello at floridatravelpod.com in fact jason recently emailed us and said thanks for all your hard work it's great to travel and your podcast allows me to think about travel even when i'm on my lunch break from work as a school teacher first of all thank you jason for teaching the kids and he says thanks again and keep them coming he was a big fan of some of our panhandle episodes awesome you can support the florida travel pod by following us or leaving us a review on your favorite podcast player this really does help others discover our content and if you enjoy our content consider supporting us on patreon you can go to patreon.com slash florida travel pod to get shout outs postcards stickers and more we charge you as little as five dollars a month to support us and if you support us it allows us to dedicate more time to research the best content from the sunshine state next week we are talking about melbourne Melbourne, not Melbourne, Melbourne. Florida. <laughs> but that's it for this week. I'm Tanya. And I'm Christina. Stay sunny, everyone. Bye.